0: And welcome to Blaze Pod. It is Thursday, the fourteenth of October. My name is Ben. I am joined, as always, by Andrew. How are you doing, Paul? All right, mate. Not too bad How about yourself. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty good, thank you. It's been. Uh, it's been a long international break. It's felt like just. Uh, I feel like this. I've not done any view froms. I normally do international view from But as I said
1: to you, the teams that our players are playing against were. So low ranked that it just seemed pointless. Like, oh, John Egan played well against Qatar. <laughs> Do
0: you know what I mean? He's like, wow. <laughs> what have you got against Qatar? That's, that's future World Cup hosts, Qatar. Yeah. Right I there. know,
1: yeah. So I just didn't bother with it because, like, I know where uh, Sweden played Greece, which were a decent game, but before that, like, they played Kosovo, where I looked and they didn't have a shot. So what's the point of doing a view from an ulster I didn't have a shot to save? So, view <laughs> from sat
0: sat on the goal line at the opposite <laughs> yeah. end of the pitch. Although I
1: don't know if you saw he did assist mm. their
0: goal against Greece, so yeah. He did, yeah. Well we'll talk uh talk briefly about some of those internationals, I suppose. Mm. Um and also the main main point of this podcast is looking ahead to Stoke on Saturday. Should be a good game, I think. Um mm. it should be a tough one. Very tough game I think indeed. Um before we get into that, I just wanna just quickly um Talk about this really dreadful news that came out yesterday uh, Mm. about former blade David Brooks, who, um, yeah, announced that he's been diagnosed with stage two Hodgkin lymphoma. He's beginning a course of treatment next week. Um, this is from his own statement on Twitter. He says, obviously it's come as a shock to myself and my family. The prognosis is a positive one and I'm confident I'll make a full recovery and be back playing as soon as possible. Uh, he goes on to say, although I appreciate that there will be media attention and interest. I would like to ask that my privacy is respected in the coming months and I'll share updates on my progress when I'm able to do so. In the meantime, thank you to everyone for their messages, messages of support. It means so much and we'll continue to do so in the months ahead. Um, I don't. This is a, a really difficult thing mm-hmm. to talk about, I suppose. So I'm not going to talk about it in too much detail. And obviously, he's you know expressed there that he wishes for his privacy to be mm-hmm. respected. I'm very keen to do that. I guess just uh, just to say this is really shocking news. Um, for, for...
1: Shocking was the word. I like I said to you before that I, I sort of composed a couple of tweets to put out, and then they didn't really sound good enough to warrant... Sending, given the situation, so I, I sort of just left it. But yeah. shocking is the new That's that's the first word that came into my head when I saw the news. It, you know, he's just oh God. This is this is absolutely shocking. What's you know? It's, I mean, obviously, he's he's connected. It'd be awful for any twenty-four-year-old anyway. But the fact he's connected to us as well, and and we've got good memories of him, and and he still seems to me like an eighteen-year-old Brooks. You know, because he still looks like an eighteen-year-old, and um. Yeah, it's just absolutely horrendous news, and you know, if I don't, he won't be listed, obviously. But you know, every, I think everyone in the football community is behind him. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. That I don't, uh, I, I don't have too much more to add, really, apart from just, uh, yeah, all the best, David Brooks. Um, yeah, really, it was really sad news to hear, and um, yeah, just I guess for what it's worth, best wishes to uh, to him yeah. and to his family, and what's obviously going to be. A really difficult time and um yeah hopefully um hopefully the treatment goes well and he's back on that pitch before too long um yeah that's that's all i really have to say about that as uh, as i kind of said it was it was really shocking to hear that yeah. and um yeah best wishes to david brooks all right let's uh let's move along then and talk <laughs> um talk about something much less important and that is actual football um so this international break is now over. I think. I think everyone's done, right? There's no more, no more games now. Is Probably there? on
1: Thursday. Yeah, he's done. Real, yeah. real
0: football resumes tomorrow night, um, and the Blades back in action on Saturday. Um, I think we said after the Bournemouth game. Uh, I think you raised this point actually that the uh, the the break comes at quite a good time for us, having having lost those two games. Um, and actually, if you, I, th- I think. Really, the circumstances around this international break couldn't have been much better because not many of our players have played <laughs> or, no. or, or gone away. So, the one negative I can pick out of it is Egan's played every minute
1: of every game. I think I think that's mm-hmm. right. Um out of a, But is it been? Have they only played two games, Ireland? If I miss one, Because I'm sure they've only played Azerbaijan and a a couple, Yeah, I think that's the only ones that they've played. Yeah. Um,
0: so. Unless uh, unless I've also missed something, those are the only yeah. two games. So,
1: he's not of the, and he, he, I imagine he had his
0: cig- a cigar in his mouth for a, a lot of those games <laughs> as well, to be honest. So. Yeah, yeah, he capped in the side in one of those games as well, actually, so yeah. so good for him. And I would say um, Egan was the only, he's our most uh, important player out of the players on United who might be considered for international Games. Possibly awesome, but as we said in the last pod, Wes has actually done all right when he's come in. So. Yeah, and also, you know, goalkeeper do not have to run 10k and <laughs> no, like up, yeah, fly yeah, into challenges yeah. and get elbowed in the face. Well, I suppose he might get elbowed in the face by opposition strikers or what have you. But yeah, if you take that Bournemouth, the 11 that started against Bournemouth as an example, only three players from that starting 11 have been on international duty. Uh, and one was the goalkeeper, as we said. Um, it's probably good for Stevens to. Play some more football, I think.
1: Yeah, I was happy with that. I meant, yeah, I was going to bring that on myself, actually. I, when I saw him in the started lineup, I was like, oh, no. And then I thought, well, actually, that's. And Hurahan as well. He's another one who's not played many games.
0: Mm, and Hurahan got a couple of assists uh, coming oh. off the bench, I think, against. Um, I think that was in the Qatar game. Uh, but he started against Qatar. Um, oh, did he? Sorry. Yeah. Oh I yes, think he so, could get a couple of assists though. Yeah, yes, So, so yeah.
1: our our old friend CR seven got a hat trick,
0: didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Stevens played a full ninety minutes uh, the other night, which, he, as we said, I think that is good for him. But other than that, you know, you think about in the past we'd have Fleck going away with mm-hmm. Ireland, uh, Ireland, Scotland, and yeah. uh, well, I don't know either being a positive COVID uh, contact <laughs> yeah, or um, yeah. injuring himself in some other ways. I, I there was a, I don't know if it was a little bit. Uh, no, conspiracy isn't the right word, but you could definitely draw a point where his form dipped off once he got an international call with Scotland a couple of years ago. true. Yeah,
1: I mean, at one point, like, like as you said, we had Norwood, Fleck, um, Bernay, um, You know, all these people have been going away for international duty, which is fantastic for them. And I'm not one of these sort of people who say... I do say it, but I don't really mean it like, Oh, just stay at home because yeah. when you come to the World Cups and stuff and you realise how big World I still think the World Cup's the for me the best tournament in football. I think it's fantastic as a tournament and and you'll have to go through these boring matches to get to that. That's the only sort of fair way of doing it, unless you do the Wenger proposal, which is a whole new, you know, different thing. But <laughs> yeah, I, I do I do it is frustrating from a club level, but when you see the World Cup and even the Euros in you know, all its glory. I think it, it, it is worth it for me personally.
0: Yeah. Uh, other other than that, so players that aren't away on international duty would probably benefit from a break. Baldock obviously went off injured against Bournemouth, so he's had yeah. two two weeks to get on the road to recovery. Moose has had two more weeks uh, to find fitness for what it's worth. Yeah. McGoldrick, two more weeks. You were another one who were getting called up a couple of seasons back, or maybe even yeah. last season. Yeah yeah definitely um so that that's good for us i think having having that break um and yeah just a chance to refresh the mind i suppose as well after uh after two defeats and then yeah we we're turning towards this Stoke game who themselves have had probably more players on international duty they have i'm just going to check this guy is australian cuz i oh, sorry was uh, is their centre half harry Souter, i think it's pronounced yeah all right yeah um I'm sure I saw he was Scottish, but I'm pretty sure he's been on international duty with Australia. Uh yeah, he is he has been on international duty with Australia. Um but he was born in Aberdeen. There we go. That's that's where my confusion has come from. So they've yeah. had more players away on international duty. So that probably benefits us a little bit, I think. Um what do you know about Stoke City this season? Uh and, and what I guess what are you what are your thoughts ahead of what should be a very good game?
1: Well, I know like they weren't delighted last season. So obviously, uh, got a few views and stuff pre-season on what people thought. And, and uh, Stoke City fans were seemed in a bad place f- from the general feeling on the forums. Now I know forums aren't always the best place to gauge a mood, <laughs> but they did. I, I think they did all right last season, mid-table. But they've actually this season, especially in the well, I think the fourth of the form table. Um, and they've had some really, really good results in, in recent weeks as well. They beat West Brom, obviously, in the last game. Mm. Drew away at Preston, which is a decent. you know. They, I mean, I don't know how, how strong Watford's side were in the Carabao Cup, but they beat, they beat them away. Um, but that said, you look at the fixtures, it's not been the, the hardest start. And we said this, to be fair, about a couple of teams who have come and rolled us over. Mm. But if you look at the. They've played Reading, they've played uh, Forest, who obviously had an appalling start. They've played Huddersfield, they've played Barnsley, they've played Derby. Not been a phenomenally difficult start. The only really top side that they've played two top sides they played a Fulham, Muhammed and three 0 and West Brom, who obviously won the beat last week.
0: Yeah, they that's interesting actually because uh, stats wise they've they've been very impressive, um, and I hadn't thought to look at the teams they'd actually played. So there may be a little bit of stat padding going on there in terms of maybe they're not as quite as good as um, as the underlying numbers may suggest, but. Yeah, they're sitting fourth at the moment, um, just one point behind West Brom in second place. Yeah, yeah. And They have been very good, you know, Like, <coughs> regardless of uh, the teams that have been put in front of them. I think, yeah, underlying numbers suggest there have been a really strong team so far. Um, I'm really
1: expecting, I think it's going to be really, really difficult. I do think that, I, I think I at an eighth this season, but they're probably better than I, I give them credit for. I think they look like they're going to be at least challenging for the playoffs this season.
0: Yeah, certainly, certainly looks like And they've got so a good
1: well. side on paper, which doesn't mm. always work, but they've got a, a few people who have sort of hung over from the brother, like Joe Allen at this level. Yeah. You know, I don't know how well he's playing, to be completely honest, but I know he's still playing for Wales week in, week out, so he can't be in too bad. Yeah.
0: Powell, uh, Vran- Vrankic, Vrancic. Vrancic, you know. yeah, from uh, Norwich. Yeah, and even, you know, people laugh Stephen Fletcher's a handful at this level, to be fair. Yeah, no, indeed. Um they're by no means a Tony Pulis-style Garrett, Garrett forward team. Um, they play quite quite similarly to us, really, in a patient style. Uh, I know it's just the centre-halves of both teams, so United and Stoke, sit in the top ten in the Championship for passes per game. So mm-hmm. a lot of patient building from the back. That's, uh, that's Egan and Ben Davis being those two centre-halves. Um, But unlike us, they do boast a major set-piece threat. So this is the one kind of Pulis hangover, Mm -hmm. if you like. (coughs) Uh, Five set-piece goals already in 11 games, which is joint second highest in the league. And uh, they have a top five set-piece, XG, as well. Um, Weirdly, they've been really bad at defending set-pieces. So (coughs) this adds into my um, please start, uh, Horahan, in this game. over. Yeah.
1: Um, Um, Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, they've conceded more set piece goals than we have, which is surprising, I think, because I kind of mm. expect that <laughs> no one would have done that. No, uh, yeah, they've done well to beat us there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've allowed the six most set piece shots and the fourth highest set piece XG again. So, really good in one box set pieces, but really bad in their own box, yeah, strangely. Um, yeah, Nick Powell. You mentioned he has five goals already. Vrancic leads the championship in key passes per game at the moment, so a real creative force for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is. I, I'm really looking forward to this game. Just in terms of, I think it probably will be about as hard as the Bournemouth game was, and three defeats in a row will probably lead to even more panic stations from some yeah, segments of the fans. Yeah, it's but... a
1: really, really difficult game. It's the most difficult game I think we've got coming up in the next whatever I, I just give me one second I'll get the fixtures up but I did have a look and I, and I was looking down and I thought this Mill. is the yeah, yeah I, I know think we, it's Millwall, got Barnsley, got Millwall Barnsley Blackburn Forest Reading coming up Bristol City the, the, you know I think this is the difficult we've got Coventry in between that are doing well as well obviously but I think this will be the most difficult game probably on paper out of the next 9 or 10 until we play QPR Fulham
0: yeah absolutely um, and so I'm looking forward to it I think this is a A Game where I don't. Is this the first home game where I don't expect us to win? I think it might be, you know.
1: Um,
0: Uh, Birmingham, Woodersfield, Peterborough. I mean, I did the the Super Six. We're on Super
1: Six this week, and I I put it down for a 1 1, which some people say is really negative, and it possibly is. I just think that's where we are at the moment. I think Stoke are probably, at this moment in time,
0: as good as us, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I, you know. <laughs> About two years of being the underdog at home, although we, we weren't actually at any of the uh, the home games in the second the second uh, season of that. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to going into a game where I'm I'm not confident in uh, in how the team's gonna uh, how my team's gonna get on. Um, just to do, on the championship, by the way, Stoke third, um,
1: twenty one points. Uh, is, I just make sure this is the oh that that's yeah. So. But if we beat them, we go. Even though they're third and we're thirteenth, we only go. We go six points off them, (laughs) which, you know, and they're third and we're thirteenth. That's how tight it still is. This is why I don't think you can write off any sort of any season in the championship because you win three or four in a row and you are in the playoffs at this stage
0: anyway. Yeah, that's a good shout. How are you? Is your league table not moved one of the teams around or something? I've got. Stoke are fourth and we're 14th. We're a place. I'm down. looking
1: at. I'm looking at the lead table from after when Stoke beat uh, West uh, Bronson, yeah, okay. so I've got the wrong one up, but yeah. <laughs> but the 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 points thing still. Yeah, the yeah sorry, now, it yeah. does
0: yeah, like, that's fine. Yeah yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Just you just ignore. You've just written off Bournemouth at the top of the league. Like they're yeah, they're, yeah, they're already yeah, gone. Yeah, I'm not bothered about them. Commentary, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what else is I going to say about these? They. Um, Really good defensively as well, which is why I think it will be a good test of our newfound goal-scoring prowess. Uh, They've allowed the fifth lowest amount of open play shots, fifth lowest open play XG. They've actually only conceded six goals from open play all season. So as bad as they've been at set pieces, only six goals in 11 games from open play Mm -hmm. is very impressive indeed. So um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a tricky game. They're not not a super high-pressing team, which made me happy because um, Bournemouth yeah. and uh, Bournemouth and Middlesbrough were. Um, they're pretty comparable with ourselves in that regard. They're in the top 10, but it's not like it's not like they're going to snap into you the second you have the ball. So could maybe get away with Norwood in this game. but um... It's interesting that they've actually only scored one more goal than us, which mm. I know we've gone on a bit of a goal spree
1: um, for that week uh, where we, we were in those three games, but... We obviously started off with not being able to score at all. They got one in the first five. They've only actually scored fifteen and eleven. So it just goes to show that you know defensive defensively is where they seem the strongest.
0: Yeah, defensively they've been great. They've they've faced the uh, what is it? They've faced one of the lowest shots on target tallies in the whole league. Yeah. So they've just done a great job at stopping teams from getting shots against them, and that's mm. why they've barely conceded uh, many goals from open play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be a a tricky game, but. You know, not an insurmountable game, and I'm just really, I'm just really interested to see if we can build on the performance against Bournemouth. Certainly, and you know, I think as we said last time, the, the Borough and Bournemouth results didn't really, they didn't really change my opinion of that six game set overall. If you like, you know, in terms no, of no,
1: I think we did. You look at the results. We said before those two games, this will tell us where we are, and I, I, I think it sort of did, but not. Although we lost them both, I think we played well enough certainly against Bournemouth to suggest that i think we're about 10th to 12th best side in the league at the moment or a little bit lower than we probably should be but not where we want to be
0: yeah with the scope to uh with the scope to get higher i think cuz yeah. yeah as you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. said last time that you know if you take the six game form table we are top 6 after after a dreadful start and even allowing for those two defeats in a row it is it is coming together a bit on the pitch so i'm looking forward to uh to to seeing as build on that hopefully mm. you know uh I mean, so in terms of the team what what do you want to see from us like taking the i don't know just taking the bournemouth team uh as, as your base i suppose what do you want to see change if anything from that i would like to see who in
1: for norwood or like to be fair but probably Norwood. i think that's the most like like for like swap in there yeah i don't know if this is the right game but I would like to see Bogle have a couple of games. I don't think Baldock's been at his best. If he's got a, an injury, then you know that might be the, the, a good time to to see him. Not sure about left back. I, I, I maybe give Stevens one more go to see how because obviously he's had a couple of poor games since he's come back. Um, and I, I would like to see. and I don't know how realistic this is. I mean, Ben Osborne has been fantastic, but I would like to see Ngai Gibbs White. Maybe McGoldrick or McBurney and Sharp. You, you know, two proper strikers.
0: Wowzers.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. I just like I like the idea of and Morgan Gibbs sort of being out wider a little, a little bit more hmm. and then Sharp as your focal point and then sort of a link man, whether it be McBurney or, or McGoldrick. In for Osborne, presumably, looking at the... Uh, yeah, uh, which is really difficult because, I mean, don't get me wrong, if Osborne plays, I have no, no argument from me because I think he has been fantastic. I just want to... I just don't know if he in that final third is what we need. Um, and I, I, I'm only, you know, I'm only sort of throwing my cards on the table. I'm just sort of trying new things out, basically. But I would like to see like a proper link-up man with Sharp, to get closer to him. I have a hunch McGoldrick will start this game. Um, I wouldn't be, yeah, I would not. I, I'd happily play McGoldrick uh, because I think, I mean, he can play midfield, he, for a start, or that that sort of link man in what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'd uh, I could see him starting ahead of Osborne, who, as we've said, has been very, very good. But yeah, I think the fact he's sort of come off the bench at, at Borough and is clearly getting getting back to fitness suggests that he's yeah still still seen as a um, one of the first choices in attack, definitely. And yeah, mm. that that would be interesting to see. You know, him and Jai and Gibbs White behind Sharp.
1: Don't get me wrong. I'm aware that this
0: is a, a a very kamikaze Kevin Keegan
1: style mm-hmm. uh, like formation, but that's apparently how Jankovic wants to play. And I, I, I think the problem with that, what I'm talking about, is once again, it all comes back to me for those two midfielders. Are they good enough? Including were in there, so are they good enough to
0: defensively to let us allow us to play with those four up from? Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, and I'm just looking now because Yukanovich um, has just done his press conference this okay. morning. Uh, Baldock out, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I'm, and- not, I'm all right. I, I think Bogle, I, I know he's not really sort of shown in the
1: cups or anything like that, but I, I would like to see him, uh, you know, a couple of games for him. And I think it'll be interesting the way we play, as we said, that uh, it seems that teams allow Baldock and Stevens or Norton Davis to have the ball. I think mm. that is definitely a tactic. Like, you know I think because these two on NJ or these two on Morgan Gibbs why it obviously leaves space and that space seems to be coming from the fullbacks and B- B- Baldock in particular not got the best delivery it's a different story with Bogle he can't defend that well but going forward I think he's, he's far better
0: than Baldock as we all know <sighs> Bogle, Gibbs, White and N'Jai linking together down the right side. It sounds side.
1: nice, doesn't it? It does. It sounds sound- more uh, than
0: it- nice. <laughs> it sounds like that uh, the photo of the dessert you had last night that you sent me earlier. <laughs> levels levels of sweetness.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, super uh, well, I hope it's not as... Uh, I still feel sick after that, to be honest. <laughs> hope it's not, you don't leave a bad aftertaste like that,
0: dude. Yeah, very good. Well done on stretching this metaphor out. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking at the team, and if you're putting... Oh dear! I mean, if you put in Bogle in there, we basically you just have two defenders like in the entire team.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it will be Bogle. I don't see why it would be anyone no, else. No.
0: I, know, I know Bash came on
1: against Bournemouth and he did all right. I felt um, without being nailing down that place or anything like that. I think Bogle. You, well, there's no point of Bogle being here if he's not going to play when Baldock's injured.
0: That is a good shout, uh, but it's going to be ultra kamikaze ball. If, it's going to be
1: really. I mean. I I'm excited. They, if we're not going to go up this season. I want this Cavakazi, Kevin Keegan sort of stuff going on.
0: Yeah, th- this is going to be a fun game. Both back both teams to score in this one, I think. This is uh Yeah. I, I'd be very surprised if if yeah, if this finishes something nil to uh, to either team. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, on top presumably you you carry on with uh carry on with Sharp. Uh Yeah,
1: I think he he's had a couple of quiet games Sharp, although he did assist with a fantastic bit of play um against Bournemouth. I think it's difficult. Again, I think Sharp suffers with his age. I think it's very easy to say, right, take him out because he's not, you know, he obviously can't play two games in a week or anything like that. Yeah. The problem is, is uh, you know, none of the other strikers have done anything. I mean, Harsha can and maybe even Moose, because of the injuries they've had. But I would feel more confident with Sharp in there than
0: anyone else. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, other team news: Sanderberg is uh, still injured, frustratingly.
1: What is he doing? I, I, oh, so frustrating that because that I, I think that'd be such. I know he's flat had to deceive uh, many. would say, but again, it's just another really good option, isn't it? Especially going forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the, and you know our midfield is, is a bit of a weakness, as we've said. Mm. Uh, and he would allow us to uh, at least try something different. Um, I, yeah. mean, I, I just think he's good, full stop. But there we go. Uh, so yeah, he's out. Norrington Davis as well, um, Burke and uh, <laughs> and Luke Freeman uh, still aren't working with us, according to you, kind of Um So yeah, let's let's just. Ra- so I think it's a fun game. Uh, yeah, just it'd be good to get back to Bramall Lane. Um, At last It'll be interesting Because Stoke I'm not say Stoke a negative i interest
1: your imagination But they're they're obviously tight At the back Where you look like We're going to be playing this Sort of I mean it's bizarre Because we've got a lot Of attacking talent But we don't We get into good areas Without creating incredible chances Which could be difficult In this game But if Bogle's playing as well That actually gives me more hope In an attacking sense That we are going to create more Because I think it's another player You have to watch out for The
0: problem is The other way Yeah it's going to Embrace the chaos, like I said a few That's weeks it. ago. That's it.
1: I'm all, I'm all for this. I'm all for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, this uh, definite nailed on nil nil. Now I think after we yeah, said all this, no shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know when the last time we beat Stoke at home was?
1: Um. <clears throat> Nothing springs to mind immediately. To be honest, it
0: was. New oh, I'm
1: on two one. Yes. Under Warnock.
0: Mm, yes.
1: Scored. And I'm going to guess that Michael
0: Brown scored. No, uh, another uh, uh, another goal-scoring midfielder was on the uh, on target in this one, uh, being Nick Nick Montgomery. <laughs> oh
1: right, yeah, i would never got that. it's
0: yes, uh, <laughs> New Year's Eve 2005 as our last home win over a Last minute
1: header, yeah, That's I remember that?
0: Correct. Yeah,
1: I uh, very mildly missed that goal. Um, I don't normally go out early. One of the few, I never leave games early, but I've left against Stoke twice earlier, one with a 3-0, uh, when Robson were in charge, Oh yeah. and the guy who always shouted, he, I think Robson took a striker off and brought Stephen Quinn on when we were 3-0 down, I think that happened, okay. and this guy next to me shouted, well done Robson, you're thick, <laughs> <laughs> and that were enough for me, I, like, I thought I'm getting out of here, and then the, that one you're talking about, because we, we were sort of faltering a little bit, as we did in that Warlock season. Mm. And I were like, so frustrated. I'm like, that's it. I'm going. I think we'd missed the chance. And I just heard the cheers and I missed Morgan's goal. But that just goes to show. (laughs) Were you a younger man then? (laughs) Immature. Less
0: less experienced in the ways of football and life, I suppose. Yeah, that was was obviously the season before uh, we got promoted, that one. Um, It was a bit of a nothing season, I think, in the end. But, um, yeah, admittedly, we haven't played Stoke at home very much uh, since then because, obviously... They got promoted to well. We got promoted to the Premier League. Then I think they went up as we went down. I think that's right. Yeah, um, that that season you're
1: on about with Morgan's last minute goal. I think we went up that season, didn't we? Hmm.
0: Oh yeah, of course we would have done. Yeah. yeah 0-5-0-6. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Because My that's mind. what I was. I remember like we were top of the league as as we all know for ages, and then we sort of sort of faltered, and this looked like another frustrating game. I think. It came off the back of that Norwich 3 1 defeat. I think that's right. Something like that anyway. And then, and then obviously we went up. The other memory of Stoke is that one one in that same season where Danny Weber
0: scores a, a late equaliser. Hmm. Uh, good old uh good old Danny Webber. Um, yeah. yeah, so we, we haven't played them too much in recent years. The I think both both games were a draw last time we played, right, in the championship. Uh, yeah
1: one one and obviously two two in the obviously that that's another one that sticks out the the two two the,
0: the drunk game <laughs> yeah where all our
1: try. players were absolutely yeah, <laughs> <leather. they> were.
0: <laughs> yeah i've got I've got one final note about this game and it is that keith Stroud is the referee oh oh god there's not even any var <laughs> no I was looking down I, I was on stokes' website trying to you know see what the what the coup was with their um international players like who's who's been away and stuff like that so Keith Stroud named referee for Sheffield United game no yeah. why how is he a championship referee and I just want to be clear here I don't think Keith Stroud is biased against Sheffield United I just think he's dreadful and I have yeah. awful yeah. memories yeah. of watching games where he's officiated so just just try and stay out of the way, please, Keith. Yeah. Like, don't...
1: Well, I've not got any stoke views uh yet,
0: so we'll
1: see what they've got to say about him as well. <laughs> yeah.
0: But that could you know that could just add to a uh, an even better occasion on Saturday, mate. A little bit underdog vibes, first home game for three weeks, I think it is, against a team who are in the playoffs, coming off the back of beating uh being a promotion favourite in West Brom. Dodgy ref getting the crowd, you know, amped up and on his back. I assume Stoke will sell out the uh, the away end. What with it being, I don't think it will be far close. off. Yeah, well, support the club, Stoke. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, usually, pretty good, pretty good atmosphere when we play them as well. So, I saw yeah. by the way, just
1: on that, uh, we got another two thousand tickets for Barnsley away, didn't we yesterday?
0: Yeah, well, they had to close one of their stands, didn't they? Yeah, I, this one
1: this I brought it up It's a bizarre that that stands not safe
0: enough. I believe. Yeah, so uh, they shut that, and I assume that's why they didn't give as many away tickets was because they needed to relocate a load of home fans. Well, they
1: said that they didn't have enough stewards...
0: Uh, so he he said, If you this is what they did to Forest,
1: he said, We'll give you extra tickets. You have to bring your own stewards. (laughs) (laughs) I'll (laughs) do it. Fair enough, whatever Barnes (laughs) like, bring your own. The Premier League because they nearly went up last
0: season, yeah. Going out with
1: stuff like that,
0: (laughs) just handing out out fluorescent jackets to away fans. (laughs) You You stand there and try not to start anything. Excellent. Well, there we go, mate. This is only going to be a quick pod because, uh, well, there haven't been no games, has there? The only the... thing we haven't mentioned is Brewster getting sent off. Oh, we didn't mention that, did we? Yeah. He's, I yeah. mean,
1: have you seen this? <clears throat> it's a ridiculous decision. I feel so sorry for him at the moment because whatever you think of him, I do think he puts the effort, in I don't think I don't think he, sh- you know, I don't think you can label level that at him. I think he's, you know, he's having a pause time, and then he, then something like that happens where he
0: just backs into a player. Right, get off! What? Are you furious as well? I mean you said you said it's just cursed. I know you were a bit top of yeah. cheek, but um it mu might... So look, Brian Bruce is presumably a very well uh compensated employee of <laughs> Sheffield United. But it must yeah. be very hard for him at the moment. I mean I, I was I was googling to find a clip of that um that red card and like one of the first things that comes up is from I think it's from the Liverpool Echo and it's just saying like you know, Ryan Brewster's nightmare landmark, and it's basically saying it's now over a year since Ryan Brewster signed for Sheffield United for a club record fee, and he still hasn't scored a league goal. Like, bloody hell. Like, there's, yeah. there's no way he doesn't know that. Like, there's absolutely yeah. no way yeah. he's not aware of that. And then, yeah, as you say, he gets sent off for a second yellow card in which he essentially just stands there while a defender jumps into him from behind, yeah, and he gets a second yellow for some reason. I oh, must... I don't know. He must feel like everything's against him at the moment. I,
1: to be honest, I saw he got sent off before I'd seen the incident, and I thought, "Oh no, like what's he done?" And I just thought, "I don't have These images are like the frustration getting better
0: when he's booted somebody. Yeah, or something yeah.
1: Like then I saw it, and I just felt sorry for him.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm not sure I should feel sorry for. Yeah, um, one of our players, if you like, but I, I, I do feel a bit sorry for him. Um, you know, yeah. I think we've said some quite, well, I would say justified negative things about him on here. Um, about his, you know, performances, I guess, and yeah. where his where his career might be heading. But yeah, I, I really hope he turns it around. Um, but he's probably not going to get a game uh, just yet, particularly with Musa McGoldrin yeah. getting up to fitness as well. But yeah, you're right. You're right to bring that up. That's probably uh, apart from uh, Hurahan and Olsen getting assists. That's probably the most notable thing to happen to one of our international players during yeah. this break. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, just uh, I don't know. It just it just fits the. Terrible narrative around Brewster at the moment that yeah. he can do no right. It seems, um, but yeah, he was he was very unfortunate with that one. Let's hope he uh, gets a winner off the bench this this weekend. I like be- that. Yeah, just smashes it in. Yeah, they, they <laughs> yeah, can't. From about can't 50 be a odds. yes. There can't be a blade out there that doesn't want to see something like that happen for him. I'm sure. Uh, there we go, mate. As I said, quick episode. Uh, we will wrap up just by plugging whatever whatever you've got to plug into. Sto- not much,
1: actually, because I've i had my own international break. Some people
0: asked yeah. me for loan updates,
1: which I said I was going to do, and I'd, I'd like to say I was too busy, but I just chose to do other things. To <laughs> um, but we're looking at Daniel Jefferson, um not the loan update. He he's only actually played four games so far, so I'm going to mm. keep a powder dry a little bit with that. But hopefully after the Millwall game, we get a a, a week off. Sorry, we play on the Saturday, but the week after that is a... a a, you know a dry week a dry <laughs> and, uh, I'll, try, I'll try and put a load update out then but other than that i've got nothing to promote over them got another maidly episode coming out tomorrow i think where we go through we get the tv schedule and go through one day in 1992 oh my god yeah uh, <laughs> i really enjoyed doing it it's just like lots of memories and yeah um lots of uh, old shows and i'll not give anything away but we start from 7 a.m in the morning and go all the way through to <laughs> Twelve at night and just go through what what we're on. TV. It's my might be we on my birthday as it's twenty sixth September nineteen ninety two. So. Okay,
0: I was going to ask why you chose nineteen ninety two. Any particular reason? Uh,
1: just my my tenth birthday. So, okay. um, yeah, that's it. I don't I don't really know. But I mean, we'll, we'll probably do more. Um, as the. Yeah, as the as the episodes progress, like more one day things, we really did enjoy doing that one. So I love
0: it. What what a deep cut that is, magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, we'll look out for that. That is uh, living with Madeley, uh, Roy'sViewFrom dot com for the Stoke view. And yeah, that'll
1: be out tomorrow morning.
0: Yeah, um, might be a little bit later because I've started uh, trying to
1: get fit again. I'm, I'm going for a morning run. But oh, I <laughs> um, get it. Yeah, but, yeah So I've well, my, I've had i I've told you obviously I've had Achilles tendon. For over well, nearly two years now, to be fair. So, I thought, you know, what, I'm just gonna run on it, and he's holding up all right. Moment, so we're just doing two days a week at the moment, see how we get on. But yeah, might be on the pitch on Saturday, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> when Brewster gets that last minute winner,
1: yeah, <laughs> I'll see you yeah.
0: see you running down the steps and out there. Great stuff, uh, all right, mate. Well, I will see you on Saturday, I uh, I believe, and yep. uh, Not yeah, let's it. let's get back to the lane and hopefully back to winning ways as well. So Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. And, of course, mate, thank you very much to yourself. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers. Thanks once again for listening to this episode. And a big thank you to NordVPN for sponsoring BladesPod. I use NordVPN to stay safe online. They encrypt my traffic on web and mobile, which means I never have to worry about unsecure public Wi-Fi networks if I'm out on the move. ...or unsecure websites or indeed unsecure apps on my mobile. They also make it very easy to switch my virtual location with just a single click. That gives me access to overseas streaming platforms, for example, that aren't available in the UK... ...like Netflix overseas, Hulu, HBO documentaries and many, many more things indeed... lot of good stuff to watch out there, it turns out. So being able to switch my location really easy with just one click is very handy indeed. NordVPN is fast and secure. So for the equivalent price of one cup of coffee every month, I get premium cybersecurity without sacrificing any streaming or download speed. They have a special offer for BladesPod listeners, as I'm sure you're aware by now. But if not, here's what you need to do. Head to Nordvpn.com. So that's N-O-R-D com slash BladesPod, Or just go to the website and use the code bladespod when you sign up, and you will get 73% off your two-year plan. Plus four bonus months absolutely free. 73%. It is a limited time offer, so do not wait around. Head to Nordvpn.com slash bladespod today. That is it for this episode. Hope everyone is doing well and thank you once again for downloading and listening and we will be back after the Stoke game. Thank you. Goodbye.